0: Eight verses, the, the, that was the word of God brings happiness to those who obey it. We're moving into the verses 9 through 16, which is the word of God provides cleansing. The word of God cleans. The word of God provides cleansing for those who take heed to the word. How many know that the word cleanses? How many know that the word makes you happy? It blesses you. Okay. Well, the word cleanses us also. Father God, I come to you as I get ready to open up and preach this, Father. I have no, uh, I guess, Father, no, nothing in me outside of you um, makes it possible for me to preach. I pray, Lord, that your sheep, your people here today, Father, will see you. They get an awesome picture of you through the scriptures. They, as they meditate on you, Lord, they, they don't see me, Father, that they, I would be the, the one that just kind of uh, fades away, Lord. Uh, that you would be brought to the forefront of their minds and, and their thinking, Lord Jesus. I, again, as we see how mighty you are, how powerful your word is, Lord, I pray you would do a wondrous thing in this body. We ask you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I want to open up just oh, I want to preach this but I just want to be open to the Lord here. After I'm done preaching let's open up this altar for anybody who wants to come up and pray. Just want to encourage you guys. Do you want to know how to live a more holy life? Think about that. Do you want to you know how to sin less and have victory more? You know, I was asking myself these questions this week. Do you, do you want to know how to praise God properly? Do you want to know how you can keep your ways pure? Well, the answer is right here in Scripture. The answer is Scripture. You know, we do this by living according to, the word taking heed to what it says look at psalm 119 let's go there verse 9 how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word with my whole heart i have sought you Oh, let me not wander from your commandments your word i have hidden in my heart that i might not sin against you blessed are you O oh Lord, teach me your statutes. My With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes, and I will not forget your word. It's, it's amazing that we're even in this text. Here's... a. Here's, uh, the psalmist talking about how a young man can cleanse his way, how a young man's supposed to walk. And there's no accidents with God. You know, there might be some young folks trying to figure out this whole thing about Christianity and why their need to walk with God and why their need to believe in him, and the answers are all in the word of God. So... We do this by living according to God's word and taking heed to what it says. By seeking God with all your heart. Look at verse 10 there. That comes up again. It was, in, it was even in uh, verse 2 of the first eight verses. Now we see it here. Uh, it says, with my whole heart I have sought you. We do it by not departing from God's word. Verse 10 would tell us that. With my whole heart I have sought you, Oh, let not me wander from your commandments. We do it by hiding God's word in our heart. You see that in verse 11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So God's word was expected to be taught to the youth in Israel. Now, Dirk read that verse this morning. Let me take you right back there for just two of those verses again. Deuteronomy 6 verses six and seven, okay? You remember when he read, he says, and these words which I commanded you today shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise up. So the word of God is to be on our mouth constantly with our families, with our friends. Anytime I'm sitting down or anytime I'm raising up, the word of God needs to be coming out of my mouth to those who hear me. If I have an audience in my home, I should be talking about the word of God. If it's my children, if it's my wife, it's my whoever is there, what should be coming out of our mouth? The word of God. In some way or some form. Now, Solomon exhorted in Ecclesiastes 12.1, he says, Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. So having the word of God given to the youth was important in their day. It should be very important in our day. The psalmist declares in Psalm 71, verse 17, he says, O God, you have taught me from my youth, and to this day I have declared your wondrous works. Now, some of us are getting a late start in life. Some of you got a late start in life, opening the word of God. Some of you started when you were, heck, you don't even remember when you started reading the Bible. But significantly, when you look at this, it says, how can a young man cleanse his way? Okay? His way comes from the Hebrew word orach. And that translates the word we use in English, way. Now, you, you wouldn't think of, well, we'd think of way as direction. That's the direction I'm going to go, right? I'm headed that way. But here it, sig- it signifies a track or a rut in the road, okay? Like if a wagon uh, on a wagon train makes a rut, then where's the, well, the wagon wheels? Always going to find that rut, right? So it's, it's more of a, uh, a rut such as made by the wheel of a cart or a chariot. So as a youth... We set the tracks for the rest of our life. That's the point. Okay. How can a young man cleanse his way? How does he keep his way clean, his track clean? By getting in the Word of God. By being about the Word of God. Okay. You wanna how? How do I know that that's gonna be a pure way by staying in the Word of God? So of course, it's it's not only the young men who have these challenges. It, you know, uh, it's men and women of every age have their own challenge of pure living. It's a day-to-day thing, minute-by-minute thing to choose to have a pure or let's say a holy life or walk in a holy way. So the wor- the world tells us, you know, have, have a good time when you're young, get it all out of your system, and then when you're older. You can settle down and and be religious and proper. I remember years ago I lived when we lived over in in Eastern Washington. Anyway, we lived by uh, some some Amish people, and I went to there. I said, you know, I'd like to go to church. You guys speak in German. I want to see your church. I want to just kind of see what's going on. And, no. No, you can't come in. I said, why? Because the devil has influenced you because you're outside in the world. So no, you can't come in. And then so they they made a lot of leather stuff over there. So I used to, they used to make like my Bible, this Bible cover the Amish made. And I think I took Paul there one time to have an old doctor's bag fixed up. But then one day I'm talking to him and said, hey, listen, what? I saw uh, that we're just standing out there talking. And here comes this bright red Corvette driving by, right? I said, what, what keeps your kids from wanting that? What keeps them from wanting that? He says, oh, they want it. I said, well, what do you do? Uh, they're never going to have that temptation. He says, no, 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 no. When we, it's much like this, he says, the world tells us to have a good time when you're young and get it out of your system. He says, we encourage them to go out and sow their oats, and then they, when they come back, they make the decision to come back. So I said, you're telling me, you tell your kids to go out and sin? And then when they get it all out of their system, come back and live in the for God? He goes, yep. I said, wait a minute. Who's of the devil here? I asked him that. I said, you won't let me come to church because I'm of the devil? And you're telling your kids to go do this? I said, come on, that ain't right. But I'm even saying, even in some religious circles, this is taught. Go out and experience the world. But that's not what the Bible tells us to do, is it? You know, it's not, and and it's not just the young men It's of every age we are challenged constantly with impure living. If one of us is, you know, if one of us is concerned to cleanse his way, then he must also be concerned to take heed according to God's word. What does it say? How can a man, young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to what? What does the word heed mean? Think about that. To listen to? To obey? See, the Bible must be your chart. And you must exercise great watchfulness that your way may be according to its directions. You must take heed to your daily life as, as well as study your Bible. And you, you must study your, your, your Bible that you may take heed to your daily life. Did you get what I just said? Let me say it again. You must take heed to your daily life as well as study your Bible. And you must study your Bible that you may take heed to your daily life. You can't do one or the other. You have to do them together. They go together. Go to Proverbs chapter 2. And let's look at verses 10 through 15 here. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you, understanding will keep you, to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk, what? In the, in the ways of darkness who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. So, look, that's the idea that's communicated here. Now, notice what the psalmist says in 119, verse 10. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Now, now notice something here. It's different than 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 the first eight verses. Up there, he says, Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart. Now, what does the psalmist say? With my whole heart, I have sought you. So here's quite a declaration from the psalmist here, that he's telling us, I have sought him with all my heart. Now I got to thinking about David there. David was a man who loved the Lord. Now consider David's words in Psalm 27 here. Go to Psalm 27, verse 4. Psalm 27, verse 4. Now just think about what David says here. One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And just look, look at here who, how much David loved the Lord. How he, what he's talking. David sought God with his whole heart. David found God. But you and I as believers have found him in even a far better way. Okay? We have found God the Son, the Redeemer, the Savior, where David looked to the Lord and trusted God for the coming Messiah, we look back and see the great work of the Lord in the cross. And I want to just say, you know, it, it, I, can I say this right now? Just like this psalmist is saying, with my whole heart, I have sought you. Can I talk like David? Can I? And if David is the psalmist who wrote this, that's even greater. Like I said, it's still a, uh, they think it's Ezra or David, but let's say it is David for just for this. Can can I say what David's saying? Can I have a heart after God like David had a heart after God, where I have sought Him with my whole heart? And I don't need to repeat what I said last week. You can go listen to that, but. Uh, You know, again, what does it mean to seek God with your whole heart? It means to desire Him, but more than desiring Him, to want Him, to need Him above any and every other desire in my life, to any other want in my life, any other need in my life. And how do I get there? You know, I hear that, I hear that. How do I get there? I have to keep myself in the love of God. I have to kindle that fire. Just like a marriage. You know, you don't just love when you get started. You kindle that marriage all the way to, you know, how anybody here married 60 years? 60? How do you keep it going? With love, right? You have to make, you have to work at that, don't you? Same with God. Now, God loves you anyway. It's it's not His part, right? He He loves you, but I have to stay in love with Him. Look at the Church of Ephesus, and the, they did everything right, except for one thing. They fell out of love with Jesus. How can you be so religious and fall out of love with Jesus? You've got to work at it. You have to cultivate it. You know, the heart is the seat of our emotions. It's if, if go to Romans ten. Romans ten. Verse 1, what's seen in my heart? Desire is seen in my heart. Let me go here, Romans Romans 10, 1. Brethren, my heart's what? Desire. What comes out of the heart? Desire. Desire. My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that I may be saved. I just want you to see that. What comes out of my heart are my desires. God gives us the desires of our heart. What he doesn't tell us is he changes your desires. But out of my heart comes desire. Let's go to Mark chapter 12 and see what comes out of our heart here. In verses 30 to 33. And you shall love the Lord your God. It's not a new verse. We're going to camp on these things a while. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, well said teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God and there is no other but he and to have lo- and to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as his, oneself is more than all the whole, whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. okay so what do you see? What word shows up all the time here? out of the heart you what? love? I use that word because love's in there quite a bit. The heart is the seed of emotions. I, it's, desire comes from there. Love comes from the heart. Okay, what about Mark chapter 2? Since we're in Mark, let's go back here to Mark chapter 2. And verse 8, Mark 2, 8. That verse says, but immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves. He said to them, why do you reason about these things in what? In your heart. In your heart. So what what's another emotion that comes out of the heart? Reason. Well, Romans 10. We'll go back to Romans again. Romans 10.10. 10. I'll start in verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the what? With the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what's a, another thing that comes from the heart? Where The belief. Okay? So Proverbs 3, 5. Let's go back to Proverbs. You see here, the heart is the seed of emotions. Okay, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And what do we have here? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So what comes out of the heart? Trust. Okay, so it's from the heart that you are to do God's will. It even says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 6. In that verse, let me get back here so I don't misquote it. So let me back up. Bond servants, verse 5. Be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and sincerity of the heart as to Christ. Not with eye service as men pleasers but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Okay, so it's from the heart that we're able to do God's will. It is with all of what you are that you are to seek God. With your entire being, as, you know, from the very bosom, from from your inward parts, your whole self. It's with all of what you are that you're to seek God. And again, back to Matthew 22, just like we were looking at Mark 2.8. Let's go to Matthew 22, verse 37. That's, that's Matthew's. And he says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with how much of your heart? So it's not this organ right here, but it's with all my emotions. It's everything about me, the whole, the whole package, Body, soul, and spirit. Everything in me from the deepest parts of myself and yourself were to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And so boy, what a what a what a awesome calling and great responsibility that is. And to be able to say with the psalmist, I have, I have. With my whole heart, I have sought you. With my whole heart, I have loved you. With my whole heart, I have thought about you. I, I, all of that. Boy, that is a great thing to say, and it should be, it should be us saying that. You know, so the psalmist, his love for God, that that's what motivated him to obey what God commands. That is why he says in in the second part of verse ten here. Do not let me wander or do not let me stray from your commandments. So the word prevents us from wandering when we seek God with a whole heart. If I'm loving him with a whole heart, I'm seeking him with a whole heart, my body, soul, spirit, all of me, then I won't wander from him. Oh, praise God for that. It's an anchor. It keeps me on track. It keeps me in the way. It keeps me where that wagon wheel's going, okay? Well, I could put my cart right in the path of somebody who's older than me that walked better than me. And if I just followed their way, it should get me to all the way to glory, right? Just think about this, folks. You are making a track in the sand for the ones behind you to follow. Please don't go in the ditch right don't be blind and the, where the blind are following you watch where you're going stay on the way walk the, like the psalmist is doing here be in a place where you've with with your whole heart you have sought him and don't wander from his commandments because there's somebody that's going to follow you See the word prevents us from wandering when we seek God with our whole heart. Go to go to Proverbs. And I'll show you this. Proverbs 21:16. The word says this. It says a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. Please don't go there. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in, this, uh, in the assembly of the dead. Hosea, go to Hosea, chapter nine, verse seventeen. Hosea nine seventeen. My God will cast them away because they did not obey Him, and they shall be wanderers among the nations. Amos. Go to Amos, chapter 8, verses 11 to 12 there. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They will wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro seeking the word of the Lord, but they shall not find it. You say, well, why am I using that? Folks, I want you to I want you to take heed to the word of God. I want you to read it, follow it, learn it. Because there may be a day where there's a famine in the land for this. And where you may not even be able to get this. You say, Well, that can't happen in the United States of America. Yeah, it can. And so you want to put this into your spirit, into your soul, get this into your mind while you have it in front of you. Because it can easily be taken away. They can easily outlaw this book. I don't think they can't. They've done it in just about every other country. But right now you have the freedom to know it. And if you don't know it and you're not in it, and you don't read it, you don't study it, that's your fault while you have a chance, let this word get in you. So with your whole heart, you can say, I'm seeking him. I'm not going to wander from his commandments. I'm going to take heed according to what God's word tells me to do. Now, how can a young man cleanse his way? You keep his way pure by hiding God's word in your heart. Look what verse 11 says there. Your word I have hidden in my heart. Now, each one of us asks this, am I doing that? How do I hide God's word in my heart? I read it, I study it, I look at it, I meditate on it, I think about it. It occupies my even my hobby life. You know? It has to be, not like I said, it can't be an addendum to my, you know, it's just an add-on. It's gotta become who I am. This is my life. I, I dwell with him. I dwell in the word. I live there, I camp there. that's where I've put my tent to live around the Word of God. So how do I hide God's word in my heart? You study, you memorize, you, you dwell in, in God's word consistently. why well why does doing this even matter? you know Is it so that I might it's so that I might not sin against God? So, there must be something there because how many times do we sin against God? Answer me. How many times do we sin against Him in a daily way as believers? So, what's the problem? What's the problem? He's given us a way to not do that, but if I'm doing that, what's the problem? The problem is say that again. It's me. The problem is not God. The problem is me. The problem is, is I get home in the day. I, let me, I want to watch my favorite TV show. I want to watch a movie. Now, listen, I'm not saying anything about that, bad about any of that. I'm just saying there goes three or four hours of being in the world when you could have been with God. I just say we waste time. It's amazing how we never have time for the Word of God. We never have time for prayer. We never have time for Bible studies that, that are all through the week at, at given places. But I always got time for my hobby. I always got time for those kind of things, but I never got time for God. Well, I think the church should wake up a little bit when the hours are in. 'Cause I in my actions, if that's if that's who we are, then I'm telling the next generation, Jesus doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. As long as you got you, as long as you pulled the ticket to get to heaven, then it doesn't matter. Oh, it has a you know. I remember I asked this one this one Canadian pastor, he was down he was actually years ago, he was at coca and he's preaching. He's like 89 years old. And uh, I don't have it in this Bible. I asked him, I said, how do, you, how do you teach this to your kids? How do you teach it? He goes, don't ever hide it from them. He says, when you pray, let them see it. When you study the word, let them watch Pretty soon they'll figure out that if it's important in your life, it might need to be important in their life. So the Bible keeps you from sin. Sin keeps you from the Bible. You know, the word stored up in our heart keeps us from sinning. Look at Psalm 37, verse 1. Psalm 37, 1. I mean, I'm sorry, 37, 31. The law of his God is in his heart and none of his steps shall slide or slip would be another word for that. Because what's that promise me? There's a promise there. The law of God is in my heart and if it is in my heart, I won't fall, I won't slip, I I won't backslide, won't walk away. What's the psalmist do in response? Let's go back here. What does he do in response? Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. My and With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and, and contemplate. Or another word for that, I'll look into. Contemplate or Look into your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes and I will not forget your word. With all my lips, he's 119 verses 13 and 14 there. Look at that. With all my lips, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much in all riches. Now, look at, look at what he's saying there. What's he using his lips for? I have declared all your judgments with of your mouth. Okay, He's using his lips to praise God. He's using his mouth to give honor to God. Look at Psalm 51. Psalm 51, verse 15. And in doing so, think about what we're using our lips for today. What comes out of our mouth? Psalm 51, verse 15. Oh, open, oh, Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. How many of us are asking, God, take my mouth and cause it to praise you. Open my lips so what comes out of my lips brings glory to your name. Think about that. Look at, Think of what Peter says back here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11. What's he say? First Peter 4, 11. It says, If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which with God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So my, my conversation should bring glory to God. Oh Lord, Lord. As the psalmist says, Lord, would you use my lips for that? Lord, if, if if you would, as it says here, let me get back here. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Lord, I want to know your word. Teach them to me. And the result of that, when you do that, I'll take my lips, I'll take my mouth, and I will declare... All the judgments of your mouth. I will speak your word wherever I go. This is the psalmist. And I have rejoiced in the way of your testimony. What's, what's this? I, am, I, I love your word. I rejoice over it. It's the, probably the greatest thing in my life. Or it is to that psalmist. I, I, I rejoice in it. You know, re, rejoice. How much, how much should you rejoice? Always. I'll rejoice in it as much as in all riches. Is it worth more than all the riches of the world to you? What's God's? What's the value of the word that's in your lap? Is it worth more than anything you could ever get anywhere in this world? I hope that's how you feel about it. I will meditate on your precepts. I'm going to meditate on your word. This is the the promise of the psalmist. Lord, if you would help me to walk in the way I'm supposed to walk, if you will help me hide your word in my heart, Lord, I will meditate on your word all day long. I will contemplate your way. I will think about what the word is telling me. See, there's nothing greater in value than a clean way and the word of God that makes it possible. This is what the psalmist. There is no greater thing that I can have in my life than the word of God that provides cleansing for me, and if I take heed to it, it will lead me in the way I'm supposed to go. Now notice the psalmist's declaration, even here, as he's to meditate upon God's precepts or his word to contemplate his ways. What kind of person would desire this kind of activity? What kind of person would desire um, taking heed to God's word. The one who has hidden God's word in his heart so that he might not sin against him. That is the person that would do such a thing. Have you done that? Are you taking his word and hiding it in your heart? Hiding it. I have hidden your word, I have hidden in my heart. That's I'm not hiding it from God. I'm just Building up the treasure in there, right? I put it in there. It's funny because I'm not a, I'm not a, I I can't memorize the back of a cereal box. I, I have no mind for that. Some of you guys, ladies, kids, you can remember chapter after chapter after chapter. I I'm not that, I'm not like that. Well, I am in the word so much that when it comes time to preach, these verses are just bam, bam, bam. They come one after another when I'm preaching or when I'm doing a Bible study. they just God just takes them and you hear it say this, use this one, use this one. don't use the one you got on the paper, use this one. you got there's a lot of people up here talking to me <laughs> and I, I've learned to I know what his voice <laughs> sounds like but but he does. he's just telling me all the time use this verse say this verse, go to this verse, tell the person that verse. And, it, and it'll pop into my brain because I've hidden it in my heart, or I am hiding it in my heart. Now, God's not asking you to be perfect at doing this. He just This is what you need to aspire to. You know, um, go to Psalm 1-2, Psalm chapter 1. That's a great psalm, by the way, as well as all of them, but Psalm chapter 1, verse 2. We can say, blessed is the man, verse 1 there, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That sounds like what we're reading in Psalm 119. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Okay, let me ask you a question there. If you're just looking at that verse, where's your delight at? What do you delight in? Think, think about it. well, we delight in a lot of things, and not not everything's bad. Those are good things. I mean, it's the, how many like to? What's your hobby? Let's, let's let's tell me your hobbies. What do you like to do? Camping. What? Camping. Camping's a good thing, right? As long as you have a trailer, not a tent. But uh, anyway, <laughs> what else? can what? Riding a motorcycle. You love that? Would you talk to my wife for me? Okay, she won't let Quilting, all right. Who likes to quilt? All right. What else? Fishing. Who likes to fish? Oh yeah, people like to fish. There's a couple over there that cheats at it, but that's a different thing. <laughs> Johnny and Don, I tease them all the time. Okay, what? What else? A few more. What? Photography, okay. What else? Bike riding. Bike riding. Woodworking. Who else likes to work with wood here? Yeah, woodworking, all right. See, what? Painting. Painting. So is it are those wrong hobbies? No. Are they good to delight those things? Sure they are. But what should we delight in even more than those things? The Lord, the, Lord. the Word of God. And if we would just learn that, it, 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 and take heed to the things it says, then the promise is, what? We'll be able to walk in that way. We'll be able to keep our life pure. Okay? Father, thank you for your word today. So much more can be said about this, Lord Jesus. But well, I'm excited of what you you reveal to us in in this psalm, Father. We're gonna be talking about your word for a long time. I just pray, Lord, that this would not be sitting on our tables and unread. Not just being in the car and not picked up. Lord, that it's talked about in our families, Lord, we, that we, we meditate on it, we think about it, we talk about it, we bring glory to you, we dwell in it. Lord Jesus, help us. And there's the question, Lord. You know, how can a young man cleanse his way? by taking heed according to your word. Help us to take heed to it, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.